You're listening to the Blissful Hiker Podcast. I'm Allison Young, the solo, female, middle-aged, titanium-reinforced, long-distance backpacker, blissful hiker, inspiring you to hike your own hike. If you enjoy these podcasts, please consider supporting them through Patreon. There's a link in the show notes or go to my website, blissfulhiker.com. This week, I look at some of the things the trail taught me that are helping me right now. Now, I wrote this piece while recovering from hip arthroplasty. That was a double hip replacement. I had absolutely no cartilage and wobbly walking. I had to have it fixed. Now, just to be clear, arthritis runs in my family. My beautiful great-grandmother was in a wheelchair by 35 years old. I mean, I, on the other hand, very lucky. I live in the era of modern medical miracles. So I'm moving well as the bionic, blissful hiker now. And the tendonitis I talked to you about last time has calmed down, and I'm training in earnest for a June 1st start of the Appalachian Trail on Mount Katahdin. I know, I finally have said it. It's out in the universe. Let's see what happens. But enough about me already. We're going to begin this list of 10 things that I learned from long-distance backpacking that are helping me now, and I hope they help you, too. Meryl Streep said, There's nothing more pathetic than caution when headlong might save a life, even possibly your own. The most important thing I learned even before I set foot on the Teatadoa or the Pacific Crest Trail is that security is a myth. Life itself is full of risk, no matter how much we try to control its outcome. When I asked for a leave of absence from my job to walk in New Zealand, I was terrified. I was risking losing a career I loved. But I desperately needed this pause in my life. I needed to find out what would happen to my body, my mind, and my spirit on a long-distance walk, especially with a body already in serious decline from osteoarthritis. So I did all that was in my power to mitigate the risk. I ensured that things would be the same when I returned. But it made absolutely no difference. I lost that career. But what did I gain? I gained an adventure. I gained experience, self-knowledge, self-reliance, and the realization that I wouldn't wonder someday in the future, when I'm not capable of walking at all, why I hadn't taken the risk. The truth is, we never really know what's around the corner. So sometimes you just have to take a calculated leap of faith. And the funny thing is that... That day in the future that I was afraid would happen in terms of my body breaking down, it did happen. I had to replace both hips. There was this particular morning I want to tell you about. It was so awful. After surgery, I was nauseated. I had a splitting headache. And I told Richard, my husband, all I needed at that moment was, of course, the headache to go away and to feel better. But I needed hope. And his response was, you know, the most hopeful thing you're doing right now is taking the time to repair your body for the next hikes. So the moral of the story is take risks, take that leap of faith, go for it, and hold on to hope that what you're doing is the right thing. Number two in my list of 10 things that I learned while long-distance hiking that are helping me today is to live in the present moment. Alice Morse Earle said, Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Okay, a little bit of a groaner there. 
But a through-hike forces a kind of single-minded focus. It's unlike anything else you'll ever encounter in life. I find it difficult to plan, at least specifically, too many days in advance while I'm through-hiking. And even if I could, I find that circumstances change and I need to go with the flow. That being said, I have to admit I was shocked by the number of hikers who wore headphones and even walked at night only to get miles, not for any other reason. And that approach is anathema to me. I'm kind of like a walking monk on trail. I don't listen to music. I always hike in daylight. And I take the time I need to really see things. Someone who does this really well is my friend Myra. Her trail name is Wonder. And she takes pride in having carefully planned every single day she was on the PCT. I mean, this is very much in the vein of her real-life work as an engineer. Now, she's not a fast walker, and she knew going in that she'd have to stick to some sort of schedule or she'd never make it to the finish line. That being said, she told me how delicious each day was because she had the spare time to really see everything. Now, there's another thing that people talk about when they're in the present moment, especially on a thru-hike, when you're all alone and it's very taxing on your body. You come face-to-face with your own thoughts. I mean, sometimes they're pretty unpleasant. Part of walking a long-distance thru-hike is staying present with all of yourself, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and not looking away or trying to distract yourself, like putting on headphones. And I use this lesson of staying in the present to experience fully what each day brings, the surprises, the tiny victories. So just to recap, stay present, stay in it, stay in the surprise, stay with what comes, even if it feels uncomfortable, because you know it's going to change and there'll be another present waiting for you ahead. Okay, the third piece and the 10 things I learned while long-distance backpacking that are helping me today is about practicing patience. Joyce Meyer said, patience is not simply the ability to wait. It's how we behave while we're waiting. It's a really interesting way of looking at it. So I'll enter this whole idea from here. I'm not a huge fan of FKTs, you know, the fastest known time. I understand the motivation for such a challenge, and I certainly celebrate the athletic accomplishment of someone running, say, the Appalachian Trail in 40 days. But for me, walking a long trail is about taking time for it, sauntering, which is actually a word that John Muir preferred to the word hiking, because hiking connotes a kind of mission, while sauntering is like a holy pilgrimage, not a physical endurance test. Over the course of the 10 months that I took to walk two major trails, I discovered this phenomenon that no matter how much I desired to get somewhere faster, I just couldn't walk faster. It was simply going to take the time it was going to take. So, like living in the present, patience is all about letting go of the need to control and giving things time to percolate. The nature writer Edward Abbey explains this whole idea of letting things percolate beautifully. He writes, Walking takes longer than any other known form of locomotion except crawling. And so it stretches time and prolongs life. Life is already too short to waste on speed. Walking makes the world much bigger and thus more interesting. 
You have time to observe the details. I like to describe walking as kind of like a moving picture. It's like you're walking through some sort of story unfolding, but you're doing it slow enough to see it as it unfolds. It's not moving by so fast. So patience, my friend, gets us where we're going and forces us to become observant. And this opens us up to the possibility of experiencing the divine. <laughs> and that's a whole other topic, the divine, the spiritual, something that will happen to you while you're through hiking or while you're in your life, while practicing patience, living in the present moment, and taking risks. Okay, I've only covered three of the 10 things that I learned from long-distance backpacking that are helping me today. And I think I'm going to have to leave it there today. I've got a really busy calendar this week. So I'll ask you to be patient with me, and I'll cover some of those ideas next week on Blissful Hiker Podcast. You can subscribe to Blissful Hiker wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Apple, you can leave a review there as well. If you want to help me financially to get out on these backpacking trips and write about what I see, collect sound, you can support me through Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or just go to blissfulhiker.com. I'll see you next week. Until then, my friends, kia kaha and happy trails. <laughs>